Welcome to the Podity. I'm Stephen. I'm Nate. This is the show where we talk about all things nerdy, from pests to pets. And today, we'll be talking about how to train your dragon. Geronimo. So, if you guys didn't know, we are finally back in the same place again. Yes. As compared to the previous episode where we were doing it online. <laughs> I'd just like to apologize for anyone expecting the recording to go up at 7. <laughs> yes. Uh, at, at whatever time that we usually <laughs> upload, it wasn't uploaded till about 7 hours later. Because I... <laughs> <laughs> idiot that I was, <laughs> we recorded the last bit of it on Sunday. And I didn't realize it was Sunday and it, was going, it had to be uploaded the next day. So I spent the night rushing through it, finally uploading it. And before I clicked to publish, I fell asleep. <laughs> so yeah, apologies for that. <laughs> it's the episode with the most mishap as we were talking yeah. about earlier right dude that, that that episode was an episode from hell man it was so difficult to edit yeah and, ridiculous and I think maybe it's because we've strayed away from our normal movie and TV shows for the first time mm-hmm. as well yeah that's very true but anyway today we are back to not just a franchise I mean it is a franchise but it's based on a movie and many many things that come out from it because it's such an amazing franchise mm-hmm and it's called How to Train Your Dragon. And so for all of you who, I don't know, if you haven't watched How to Train Your Dragon... Yeah, please watch it. Yeah, please it's watch it. It's quite readily available, if I'm not mistaken. And it's amazing. That's the most important thing. It's like one of the best things out yeah. there. Yeah, precisely. And spoiler alert, if you listen to the last episode, I have not watched any of them since then. <laughs> In the recording, I said I was going to try and watch all three before the recording today. I did not. <laughs> Instead, I slept and I edited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch the uh, the few that I said I, should, I, I wanted to watch as well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who really... If you don't know, this is just an introduction, but please go and watch it. Please this do. Show, yeah, this show has been out for ages and it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been out for yeah. 12 years, I think. Oh, that long? I think so, it's yeah. It's 2020. 2010, I mean, 20, yeah. 2010. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> quick, huh? It is very quick. That's too quick, yeah. Anyway, How to Train Your Dragon is a 2010 American 3D computer animated action fantasy film loosely based on the 2003 book of the same name by Cressida Cowell. The story began in Berg, a mythical Viking village. Hiccup, an undersized teen wishing to become a dragon slayer like the other Vikings, injures a rare Night Fury dragon but is unable to bring himself to kill it. He instead helps and befriend the dragon and quickly discovers that things are not exactly as they seem in the Viking dragon conflict. This is really just the beginning of the whole series. That's right, and yeah. Crazy, amazing things just happened since the befriending of this forbidden friendship oh, yeah. right in the beginning, right? Yeah. And I think I just want to bring out like the when about the whole production aspect of this show, which mm-hmm. I think is really amazing. Like During the initial development, the plot followed the original novel closely, but about halfway through production, Chris Sanders and Dean Deblois? 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 Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's the potty. We put your names here. <laughs> Previously, they were the writers and directors of Disney's Lilo and Stitch, which is one of your favorite, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Exactly. And I think they got it right in terms of how they make Toothless to be so cute. Yep. Just reminded me of uh, Stitch, right? And that relationship with Lilo as well. Yep. Yeah. So they took over as co-directors and it was altered from the main story. Yeah. The original plot was has been described uh, by Dubois 
as heavily loyal to the book, but was uh, regarded as being too sweet and whimsical and geared to a younger demographic. And in fact, actually, uh, I found out also that Toothless in the book was just a normal uh, garden dragon. Yep. As That's compared right. to like this amazing, amazing yeah, yeah, Night, Night Fury, Fury. that's rare and extremely powerful as well. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's just a, it's a good move in terms of the fantasy genre. Definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Something unique for the protagonists. Make them stand out. Exactly. Yeah. And I think something else that's really, really amazing about this, uh, which I did not see on the internet, but I knew about this because I think a couple of years back, okay, maybe more than a couple of years back now, DreamWorks actually set up like a studio on exhibition like in Marina Basin. Uh, where is it called? The uh, Art Science Museum in Singapore. Right, okay. And I went for that. Did you go for that one? No, I missed it. That was amazing because uh, all the DreamWorks stuff is there. Yeah. But I was extremely, extremely focused on the How to Train Your Dragon because yep. I was a big fan. It's the best property besides yeah, Shrek. I guess, uh, yeah. Besides Shrek. I mean, Kung Fu Panda is pretty awesome as well. Kung Fu Panda is pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Shrek is up there as well. And yeah. of course, Troll Hunter is still the end. <laughs> yes. was amazing exactly yeah but one of the things that I remember watching because they have a video and where they kind of interviewed part of the you know like the exhibition you need to you get to see things as behind the scene and mm-hmm. all the the interview I'm not so sure which of these guys were the one talking but uh, he's the head of I think the director or the animation head okay he was sharing something about like the biggest challenge that they are tackling in terms of design is having a main character that is fully black in colour mm, yeah that's yeah. right like because one is so difficult to see the yeah. the shape in terms of and animation, animation it's very difficult to uh, yeah yeah and they he kept describing that it's a, such a big problem but at the same time they wanted to challenge themselves okay. because with the right way of doing it it can look really really good which they, they did yeah which they did and I think that's the reason why Toothless for example have really nice uh, facial feature mm-hmm. not just to make it like get the emotion but I think it's also part and parcel of making him stand out although he's completely black and yeah, really the going, details are ridiculous. Yeah. It's just really going against the really design concept yep. back then. Yeah, which is crazy and really awesome, you know. It's insane. It's really yeah. insane how much effort and time they put into a movie like this, not knowing whether it would f- would, would succeed or flop. Yeah, it's really just a belief and they want to challenge the system yeah. that we're going to have a main character that is fully black color and they're just going to use lighting and details to make sure that he looks amazing. Animator yeah. tricks. Yeah. So, I think that's about the production itself. Mm-hmm. I am really, really excited to really actually just jump into Let's the go. spoiler zone. Let's go. So, to all of you who hasn't watched this show, we'll be spoiling it from the very first one. Very that- technically. Very, very technically. I know I in the last episode, I've made a lot of blunders, like mixing up names of games and stuff like that. But, very technically, nobody has ever watched The Pot of Tea. Because we're not a video format. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. But yeah. What I meant is that if you haven't watched the series itself, mm. uh, well, we will be spoiling it from the very first movie that came out in 2010 all the way to the third installment of the movie that came out in 2019. Yep. And in between there, Probably we'll be talking about all the animation as well, the animation series, or even the games if we have the time as well. True, yeah, very true. Or well, maybe just part of it because it's just part of the experience. I don't know, and I love this series. I love this franchise, man. Yeah. And again, once more, spoiler alert because we are diving right in. You've been warned. So, Ned, 
What do you think of the trilogy? It is by far one of my favorite franchises of all time. Just beyond anything else. The idea that... Okay, here's the thing. Dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody loves dragons. From the moment you're a kid, everybody hears dragons. Because there are dragons in European mythos. Yeah. There are dragons in our Eastern mythos as well. Yeah. Everyone, maybe under the age of 40, has grown up with some way, shape, or form with Dragon Ball. Yeah. And they're all very familiar with the idea of dragons. Before that, probably people who are 40 and above have actually grown up with actual dragons. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone loves an idea of a dragon. Yeah. It is mystifying, scary, terrifying, and it's just amazing. And the idea that you can find one and befriend one. That is just mind-blowing. Which is why so many series over the years of many decades have always come up to have a protagonist befriend a dragon. Mm-hmm. And dragons are usually depicted as very, very intelligent creatures. Yeah. And as such, if you can get a dragon to befriend you, basically you're a good person or you can dominate them. Yeah. And you're a fierce warrior. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. From the age of like five or whatever, everybody knows dragons. And I know personally when from the age of like four or five, I love dragons and I've always wanted one. And I know they're not real, but like if they were, man, that was, that'd be so cool. And so every single property with a dragon in it, I love to watch. Mm. And coming to the Dungeons and Dragons, but coming to How to Train Your Dragon, I kind of remember the first time I watched it. Mm. Because that was way in 2010, yeah. 12 years ago. I can barely remember why, what happened three days ago. <laughs> uh, I want so many, so many medications, so much medication that I... I, I for the past 12 years. For the past 30 years. <laughs> I probably skipped some medication that I'm supposed to take, actually. But <laughs> for the past few days, I, I really have no idea. I can't remember for the life of me what happened the first time I watched How to Train Your Dragon. But I know subsequently from then, I kept watching it nonstop. And I was hoping this would become a mega franchise, and it did. And the first How to Train Your Dragon, so you get into the story of it. There is a little wimpy boy, and there is a unique one-of-a-kind dragon. Yeah. And they they form a friendship, and they go very literally, if you follow Hiccup's journey, you can plot the whole way through the hero's journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is amazing. And just looking at a character like Hiccup becoming who he was at the end of the third movie as well oh with, with like marrying marrying um what's her name Astrid Astrid that's right yeah marrying Astrid and just becoming <laughs> chief of Burke and, and chieftain chieftain of Burke and not requiring the dragons to be with him yeah. I have my issues with the third movie okay but I will say for whatever it is it's still an amazing franchise and an amazing trilogy. And the series is fantastic. Well, there are a couple of series. I've only ever watched one. Mm, yeah. But it's fantastic. Yeah. What about you? I can't say many more. There's too many good things about this show that is in my head right now. I like, Same like, like you. I think I watched it. I, do, I, don't know, I don't know whether I watched it in the cinema. Mm. Because that, that is the period of time when I was serving my national service. Right. And... You just don't have the time to watch movies. Yeah, very limited. I yeah. have very. Lim- I remember I have very limited time to go out. Oh no, 2010. Maybe I was. Oh, there's my JC year. Yeah, even less time. Oh yeah, it was your, your third JC. Year. Oh yes, my third JC year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I think when I wa- finally got to watch it on uh, probably on a DVD or something, mm-hmm. uh, it just blew my mind. 
I just fell in love with this animation like right from the start. Yeah. Like really, really just wow. I never heard seen such a show that just is so good. Depict dragon in a way that is uh, really amazing. Because I think the last experience of the dragon I had is I it was I think Aragon or something. <sighs> where <laughs> it wasn't the best. And then previously, oh I think during that period of time there's I don't know whether Smog was already there. The talk was a uh, Hobbit. Mm. But I think so. No, no, no. Or maybe no. not yet, right? I don't think so. Yeah. But I either way it was I don't re- I I think I haven't had a good experience with Dragon for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then when this came out like, oh my goodness, it's so cool. Like this this uh young guy who is out of place and in fact his own dad says like you are he called name him hiccup, mm-hmm. you know, as if it's a mystic yeah. himself. And then the whole place kind of shunned him, yet he found himself to be like the best dragon rider. That's just an amazing story. It's like as if, yeah, the whole world tells you that you want to be like this because that's what society, in his society, is yeah. supposed to be. And yet, he tried his best, but somehow stumbled to who he really is. Mm-hmm. And then he finally used his talents and everything to become who he is. Yeah. And then just grow throughout, as like what you said, it's a hero's journey. And mm-hmm. at the third installment, I remember just, wow. This boy have grown into such an yeah. amazing chieftain yeah, man. of Burke. And yeah. isn't it perfect that everyone kept always telling him he doesn't fit, he doesn't belong, which is because perfect. because he's not supposed to belong. He's supposed to lead them to something. He's the new. one that is to, supposed to bring dragons and humans into like harmony, living exactly, in harmony. Yeah, which was what really pissed me off about the third movie. Ah, I yeah. see, I see. Right, I can see why why you felt. I I also kind of felt that way. Uh, but it's this, kind of, but uh, part of it I thought is quite cool in, in, the, in terms of the idea where Burke used, started out as a village that kills dragon. Look yeah, at dragons no, at best. That's the first and, movie. That's amazing. And Everything about of, it was so cool. Uh, ends off as Burke as the village that keeps, pets, the se- yeah. keeps the secret of dragons. Yeah. That's yeah. the first movie. It's amazing. Oh, keeps the, that was the third one. Oh, well, yeah. not really because in Hiccup's final speech he did mention after 10 years everybody kind of just forgot and like just oh maybe not okay, believe that about... dragons even existed oh okay I, I don't remember that but like 10 years man yeah that is quick you don't forget your best friend in 10 years he didn't yeah, but he didn't but the rest right. of the world did yeah which is insane and horribly written yeah, considering the fact that yeah. the first movie you focus on how small Burke is yes then you expand it with Drago yeah and his his whole thing about dominating dragons yeah then you expand it even further. Well, no, they expanded with the Drago about how there was the tribe of chiefs. Yes. And even further in third movie where there is a whole chain of... Criminal organization. The and hunters for hunters, dragons and yeah. everything. So the whole world knows about dragons because it's it'll be very difficult to see of like a massive flying thing burning up everything, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're everywhere. Very difficult it's to not miss. as if they're rare. And that, they can forget in 10 years. Horrible writing. I guess so. I, I completely forgot about the speech, <laughs> but I remember the concept <laughs> that, that, you know, the little yeah. pillars of story concept. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the fact that the dragons had to hide in, like, okay, the hidden wall is beautiful. Yes. And everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they belong in the skies. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, anyway, we are we already getting to the a story itself. From the three movies, which one do you like the most? First one. Okay. Hands down. Yeah, why? Coming of age story, hero's journey making friends with a dragon. It's everything that the first movie is. Like, all three... Well, the first two movies 
we'll get you. Well, let me get to that in a bit. But you don't have the second and third movie without the first movie. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. The success of the first movie and the brilliance of the first movie allowed this franchise to become what it was. Yeah. Without it, they would have been nothing. Just another DreamWorks movie that nobody cared about. Hmm. That okay, well, people well, care about. Yeah, people do <laughs> but, care about DreamWorks stuff. Actually. Yeah, but not <laughs> not in its in its ethos like this. Yeah. So the first movie is the most important one. It's also my favorite because it sets the tone for everything perfectly. The score by John Powell was perfectly in the opening scene. That symphony score for the whole, for every single person's, every single character's theme. It's all in that opening scene. Mm. It is the perfect opening scene because the music is telling you exactly. And it goes from second to second. From introducing Hiccup with his theme, yep. then going into Burke with its Burke theme. You see it panning up against yeah. the water. Yeah. Then you go down there, you talk about the people and everything that's still Burke's theme. And then you see the dragons coming with the dragon theme. Yep. The battle theme as well. Yeah. And then you see um, halfway through the, the flames coming about, you see Stoic and with his theme. Yeah. Then you see Astrid with her theme. Yep. And the rest of the teenagers joining is kind of the Astrid and teenagers theme. Yeah. And then the dragon's theme again with the bagpipes. It's the perfect opening. Yep, yep. Everything about this movie is so good. Yeah. What about you? I, okay, well, first and foremost, I really love the first one as well. Because first one has so many, yeah, like what you mentioned, everything, perfect opening, perfect coming together story. And it's very poetic that, like what you mentioned earlier, Hikak, really the guy who is, what's the word for it? Uh, someone that is very different within the village. Mm. And because he don't, he does, oh, Someone who doesn't belong yet is because he belongs to the future of yep. Burke. And yet, he is insanely a Viking true to his heart. He's so oh, yeah. stubborn, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This guy has been... His dad go to him and say, you are not my son. Yeah. Left the whole village with his best friend. And then the mo- just the next moment when Astrid asks him the question of like, so what are you going to do next? Instead of like, no, I don't know. You know, I'm so dejected. Mm-hmm. I lost everything. Say, mm, probably something crazy. It's like, yep. what? <laughs> yep. guy, and he just stubbornly <laughs> still loving his father with no, or and his village with no kind of any condition. Yeah, of he course. He just goes, because it's just so stubborn of, I am a Viking. This is how I see yeah. the people. And that's it. I don't care what you tell me. I know what I need to do. Yeah. Nothing anybody ever does is going to change what yeah. I know. And I, how I feel about my dad and the village doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. you're going to hurt me, but no, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I have a, to do what I have to do. He's a Viking true and yep. true. Yep. Although it's different. I was oh, so good to watch that. But I must say, my favorite is the second movie. I kind of figured. <laughs> I kind of figured. I think it's a, I love the second movie because it really dwells into the relationships. Yep. Uh, and I think that's one of the best way of getting the story together because the first time around is really the coming of... It's really, really a hero's journey. Yep. With really nice twists and all that. But the second story is really about the whole relationship. And I think also it's a story that's a coming of age. It's like the story growing together with you. Yeah. Because by the second one, there are themes of betrayal. It's like the act two. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's themes of betrayal, themes of feeling sadness or even sadness because not even the other person's fault. I don't know. I remember watching it and like, hey, I've reached the point in my life where there are things like that happen. Mm. A sense of betrayal or a sense of things happen and we know it's not the other person's fault, but it still kind of hurt me and yeah. that kind of thing. And it's so real and it just feels like it's growing together with me or as an audience. And that is awesome. And yeah. 
And then when they explore really the relationships between Hiccup and Toothless, and then following, of course, is Velka and Stoic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's so good. And then, then you get to see an unhealthy relationship between uh, the uh, a Drago. Drago? Drago. Drago and... Uh, his the, build his, the Beast. Yeah, build, build the Beast. It's yeah. more like dominating kind of relationship. Yep. I don't know. I, I just love that. And dynamic, also yeah. Drago with his... Oh, uh, sorry. The Bewilderbeast with his whole horde. Yeah, exactly. It's a very dominating thing. Yeah. Which was the whole idea of the second movie as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's this whole... It's just play around with all forms of relationships, which is so beautiful and it's so heartbreaking as well. I think one of the saddest moments is... Oh, yeah. The, the death of Stoic. Yeah. And it's because of, again, Toothless. And, and no, kind of, and no the, that wasn't the saddest moment. The saddest moment was Toothless trying to help oh, and yes. he didn't know what happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah, you're right. yeah, pushing yeah, him yeah. away. That's what that I meant, was yeah. so sad. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I mentioned, like this kind of theme of betrayal that, that you know, something happened and you kind of know at the back of your head, head it's not really this person's fault. But, it's, yeah, it's but just, you can't help it. You can't it's, help at it. At the moment, yeah. it's, you can't see... You, you could, Hiccup couldn't see Toothless as anything but the thing that just killed his father. Exactly. And even like it was a split second later that he realized that it wasn't yeah, his fault. Yeah. And Stoic even knew it wasn't it wasn't Toothless' fault. Of course, yeah. Because they're all aware of it but in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a really heartbreaking scene. Yeah, but and I think but that's why the reward for me was so good when the reconciliation between yeah. Hiccup and Toothless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! It oh, I, I'm speaking to you right now, and I, I just I my get, head just yeah, me just too, man. I get goosebumps. Goosebumps, so amazing. This leans a lot into why I hate the third film, and let right, me explain right. why. Because yeah. from the first film, like what we've mentioned, it's all about going against the grain and proving everybody else wrong. Mm. When you're, it, it's like that Captain America saying, you know, yeah. If you, like when the rest of the world tells you you're wrong, but you know you're right, it's your point to it's your job to plant yourself like a tree and show them and tell them no, you're wrong. And throughout the whole first movie, Hiccup was right. Dragons, the dragons weren't, weren't the beasts and like just the, the antagonists that the Burkeans thought that they were. They were just doing the bidding of a horrible queen, you know? And it wasn't really the dragon's fault. And once that was done, it was because of the friendship that Hiccup and Toothless found that really went against the grain. And if you notice in that fight against the Red Death, Every single other dragon in the Red Death's horde flew away, running yeah. away, because it was scared. Yeah. But the only dragons that stood up against the Red Death were the ones that formed bonds with humans. Yeah. Because yeah. they found new partnerships and things that they want to protect more than they fear the Red Death. Yeah. So it goes, it's the exact thing of like standing up against whatever it is, no matter how it is, how normal it is. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. The second movie as well. Throughout the whole movie, you get to see the bond between Hiccup and Toothless. They've they've developed into this, and Hiccup is the next in line to be chieftain. And so that that rise through the ranks after Stoic passes away, where though you see their friendship, their their relationship, their bond is what protected. Hic- what helped Toothless protect Hiccup from the Bewilderbeast spray. Yeah, yeah. And him attaining the alpha state or the alpha mode yeah. to challenge the Bewilderbeast. And in because that of moment, because of it was, yeah, it was Hiccup, yeah. all because of their relationship yes, of Hiccup. Yeah. His need to protect Hiccup yeah. goes against his. And then also in the moment where Toothless was going to kill Hiccup and Hiccup just touched him and just talked to him and you see Toothless was able to break out of the alpha's Alpha's call. It's all about their bond. It's all about their friendship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And when he finally beats the Alpha, 
he becomes the new alpha and you see all the other dragons go behind him and Hiccup says, you see, this is what dragons really are. They don't have to respond to fear. They do they respond like they don't have to respond to power. Yeah. And yeah. then you see all the once once the Beholder Beast is beaten by Hiccup yeah. by by Toothless, which by the way, amazing fight Crazy, scene. Crazy, yeah. With with <sighs> Toothless just jumping and just plasma blasting the Beholder yeah, Beast yeah. all the way until its horn breaks. Amazing scene. And then you see Toothless come turn around, all the dragons are there, and everyone bows to him. Because this is an alpha. This is their leader that they're not bowing to out of fear. It's out of respect. Yeah, exactly. And it's because of that bond and friendship that Hiccup and Toothless have that causes these dragons to respect Toothless as their alpha. And also because he just freaking beat the Bill Ward to be. That's another thing. The third movie, why did Toothless have to go away? It's because humans will never change. And if humans ever change, we'll come get you, kind of thing. But then, in 10 years, the humans even denied the existence of dragons. So, it it just, it falls flat. Nothing about it goes about how this series, this franchise, this franchise, right, you revolves around Hiccup and Toothless's bond. There's nothing there. Within, like, a second of meeting a Light Fury, Toothless is like, peace, and dips out and just go chases her and, like, leaves Hiccup stranded, you know? And you can say, yeah, he was like, he wants to mate and everything, but the movie doesn't show us that. Do you know that the Light Fury was on screen for eight minutes? Oh, only eight minutes? Yes. Oh, I in a, like a movie uh, yeah. that was like a hundred plus minutes. That's eight percent of eight percent of the whole freaking movie. That is so terrifying, man. If you put all three movies together, it's about two percent, man. Yeah. That is so scary. Like, it, the, the, the third movie just bewilders me. No pun intended. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's the third movie for all its flaws. I still like it a lot. But honestly speaking, what's his name? The the antagonist of the third movie, Grim, Grimsley? Grimsley? Grimsley, I think. Grimble? Yeah. Grimble the Grizzly. Uh, gri- oh, yeah. Just put the- <laughs> Grimble the Grizzly. He was not required. Yeah, I guess so. How yeah. to better explain all of this happening is... You, at the beginning of the film, have Toothless dip. Then uh, you see a lot of dragons dipping as well. And then you have Hiccup wondering why. He goes up to, um, what's his name? Fishlegs. Okay. And Fishlegs is like, oh, there have been records before about a dragon mating season. Right, yeah. And then, so you don't see the dragons for an extended period of time. And then you find that you still get, you still have some dragons around because some of them will be underage. Not meeting, yeah, 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 and then they get called somewhere else. You go to where there's this another village, and they're being tormented by dragons. What dragon is it? It's the bewildered beast that Drago had. Drago's nowhere to be found. What happened? It got pissed off with Drago, killed him, and now the bewildered beast is essentially like the red death from the first one. It's there, its whole life, all it know was fighting, violence, torment, and pain. So it's inflicting the same thing on that village. So you will have the story of how the Burkeans need to solve this issue without the aid of dragons and finding out that they can actually because that they have become in the first act they find out that they are too reliant on the dragons second act they find out how to beat the dragons and in the third act yes the plan was was succeeding yes the plan was good but the bewildered beast is just too damn strong you have the dragons come back and save them for a final push and then you end off that movie that series this franchise with 
This is what we as Burkeans have to do. We have to stand as ambassadors, as people to tell people that humans and dragons can and should live in harmony. Which, again, goes against the grain because everybody doesn't want... Like, only the Burkeans want to live with dragons. Everybody else doesn't. And now it is the mission of the Burkeans, especially with Hiccup and everybody, to go out as missionaries or emissaries to spread the word of how dragons can can coexist with humans. Yeah, I, I, I do like that. I, I, I like, I would actually, I do like that ending a lot more, to yeah. be honest, because, because I do love the story of Burke as a city as well. Yeah, precisely. Uh, from the city that, like I mentioned earlier, hates dragons, see mm-hmm. them as pests. They want to kill all the dragons. Precisely. To a story in the within second movie where they live in harmony. Not only live in harmony, they live like as themselves a very uh, it's like you, dragon and human utopia. Yeah, precisely. And then the third one, it'll be amazing if Burke become an amb- ambassador. It's like mm-hmm. the next logical step exactly. for the village as well. And yeah. then because if you watch the series, uh, Race to the Edge, which yeah. was like the last few seasons, they were going out and expanding beyond Burke as well. Yeah. And they were looking for new posts, new places to stay. Yeah. And they were exper- they were coming across other dragon riders as well, not just them. Yeah. Which was the amazing thing about the series that I love so much, which I felt should have been should have been more prevalent in the big screen. Right. Yeah. Because there are, I mean, yes, Hiccup is supposed to go against the grain, but do you really think in the whole wide world he's the only one? Of course not. Yeah. I mean, Velka was was hiccup before hiccup was hiccup, you know. Yeah. And so there should be other people. Yeah, maybe. And that's why in the the Race to the Edge series, you get to meet more of those other dragon riders, yeah, which yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I did really like one thing. I really like about the third movie, though, voice acting was on point. Mm-hmm. Animation was amazing. Mm-hmm. The the oh my goodness, the costumes. Oh yes! Each one of them had equipments. Each one of them had the armor of their respective dragon. (laughs) Yep, amazing. Yeah, so freaking cool. Yeah, remember how you said at the beginning it was difficult for the animators to make a whole black dragon? Well, guess what? Now you got a human covered in black armor. I mean, they're Animate expert that. at it. <laughs> the best in the world by then, you know? True, but still, <laughs> you know, amazing. When, you, when you're the one go against the grain of every other designers, you're going to be the best in the world. I mean, it. at that point, they probably, they've been doing it for 10 years exactly. already. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But the third movie also, I think one of my favorite moments uh, is from there as well. And it's a rare moment mm-hmm. within the, that, but that moment is really ingrained to the crux of the story, which is the Hiccup and Toothless relationship. I think there's this point where Toothless and Hiccup were falling the, to the ground and I think something along the line of Hiccup realizing that, oh, if I let go, Toothless can uh, glide, away. glide away or be, being saved by Light Fury. Yep. And I remember that scene. Oh, oh yeah. He yeah, just yeah. let go like, and then he would turn to the Light Fury, save him. Yeah. And he's just willing yeah. to kill it. He's willing to die for his friend. That's the bond that, like that was a really good display of like. That was one of my favorite scenes but among everything else, it's like... Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's a, look, I'm You're not saying right. the third movie is bad. Uh, oh, yeah, I agree. I know, I completely agree. Uh, it's yes. still pretty good, you know? Yeah. It's still, there are some good moments. It's just yeah. a lot of the writing doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I completely understand. Grimmel, the Grimsley, didn't... Wasn't necessary. It yeah. Was he cool? No shit, no doubt. Yeah. He was cool. Being like... But it kind of like makes everything... That, and you know I hate this. It makes everything that came before it kind of pointless. Mm. What's the point of the whole... All the dragons... Or, or be, Hiccup being no Toothless being the only one to break out of the Alpha's call if there was a dude somewhere that has some venom that can make you deny an Alpha's call 
Yeah, yeah. What's I the completely point forgot, then? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it just... It's not the best return. It's yeah, not the best return, return, honestly speaking. Yeah. But everything else, it's, I still love it. Yeah. It's yeah. still better than a lot of stuff. This ending still beats the ass of Troll Hunters, so... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not... <laughs> Not saying much, but <laughs> still something. <laughs> oh, <I'm so> <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, you have to choose the worst of endings to <laughs> it's a DreamWorks property, man. Come on. <laughs> well, I wanna ask you this. I mean I share with you one of my favorite moments. Is there any other favorite moments or even like kind of a literature or something of parallel that you enjoy an idea than the show that throughout you yeah or just a favorite moment that you have oh idea yeah. or moment it's very difficult but for moment it's very easy it's when stoic sees Valka for the first oh. time and then she's like what did you expect me to do you we were on we were there were dragons we were gonna be and say something you don't have to be so you don't always have to be so stoic stoic and then Stoic <laughs> just stares at her and just says you're as beautiful as the day I lost you. Oh, shit. And they just melt. Yeah. That is perfect. Like, just talking about it now is bringing tears to my eyes because yeah. that moment is just... He is Stoic the Vast. Yeah, yeah. He is the chieftain of Burke. He is the only chieftain that didn't bow down to Drago years ago. Yeah. Uh, that, of course, led to the destruction of his village and, like, the missing of his wife. But <laughs> 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 that aside, he is not a soft person. Mm. He is hard as they come. He is diamond. Pure heart diamond. But yeah. when he sees his wife, he just melts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when they were singing... Oh, my God. That song is so beautiful. Yeah. The, da, 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 yeah. And then Gobber has to break it and like just... I love Gobber. I love Gobber, man. <laughs> Gobber is so good. You just have to change all of this. You just gesture to all of me. You know? It's just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love Gobber so much. But yeah, I, I think that is one of my favorite moments of all time. Right. Another favorite moment would be when Toothless attains the Alpha State and oh, challenges yeah, the Bewilder yeah, Beast. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Also, when Valka fl- comes flying in on Cloud Jumper. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, was that Cloud awesome. Jumper? Cloud yeah, jumper. It, was a cloud, it was Cloud Jumper, right? It was yeah, a yeah, it's cloud Storm jumper. something. The type of a dragon is a storm something. I can't remember. Oh, storm right, chaser okay. or something like that. I don't know. Okay. But coming on, like, on, cloud, on Cloud Jumper, just standing on there, points at him. And then with the mask and everything, and then the way she moves she's around, so Club graceful, Jumper, right? She is, she because she's after all these years, she has essentially picked up the movements and become like a dragon. She was yeah. moving like one of the dragons, and she's that just was walking so around cool. dragons like oh yeah. my god, it's like magic, right? Yeah, dude, that was so impressive. And yeah. oh, another one I I love so much is when Hiccup was testing Toothless gliding thing. Oh my and goodness! Like, yeah, you ready? Moment, yeah, and then he just. And then he pulls up like a squirrel suit and he starts gliding along with Toothless and then they blast the air to, to lift yeah, up and yeah, blast the air to yeah. lift up. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such an amazing scene. All those things are some of my favorite moments as well. Yeah. On top of it, I also love uh, the very first time Toothless and Hiccup fly. Yeah, when he and loses he the, the cheat code. He, he loses that the is an amazing. And then you see he's just... Like, just okay, let's just... He just throw it away. Yeah, and then, and then he just, just wins yeah. it and... oh. And they're perfect. And that's really when we get to see that Hiccup is a natural born flyer. Yes, yes. Like, he's not just a mech, he's mechanic by train. Yeah. But he's a natural born fl- yeah, dragon rider. Yes, yeah. He's a, he's a Viking. They're he's meant a, to conquer and like fly yeah. and like, and it's just amazing. Which is, oh, which is amazing. They already show his character, which is, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, when I said just now, something oh, about. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry. I have sorry. another scene that I just remembered. Yeah. When Hiccup had to go up against that monstrous nightmare. 
Uh-huh. And then in the pit, in the uh-huh. first one, and then he was screaming and he was trying to run away and then Toothless came oh, in and yeah. protected him and yeah. was snarling and snapping yeah, at the yeah. monstrous nightmare. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an amazing scene, man. Oh, yeah. You're right, yeah. Speaking of the Just Another Peril thing that I really love about this show, you get to see at first Toothless is dependent on Hiccup yeah. because of the tail yeah. that is broken. And then they kind of need to, you know, perfect each other to become one. And mm-hmm. that is like the perfect match, right? Like yeah. someone who is an outcast in the village yeah. and someone who is a dragon that cannot fly became the best of friends. And, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and they, they are, of course, you can argue that, oh, Stufus is only injured because of Hiccup. But at it's the same the circumstance. time, it's circumstances. It's circumstances, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you can't, I mean, they're at, they are fighting all the time. I mean, the dragons and the Vikings were fighting then. Yeah. They are like, Survival or war and found like a unity that's mm-hmm. beyond other, right? And they found a friend like bond, their bond through that. Bonds, yeah. Them just getting to know each other was so awesome. Amazing. And in fact, what I love about the show is like they still they wrote it in the way that later on he got lost his leg. Yeah. And then it was on the other side. It was yeah, exactly. That was perfect writing. Uh, I think it was one. on the same side. Oh, it's the same side, is it's it? It's the same side as still. Ah, okay. And, so it's still. Uh, it was, and he also said to Toothless, like, oh, you just had to get even, didn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you couldn't save all of me, could you? <laughs> and that's what, I thought that's what Gobber said, right? Like, no, well, no, that was oh, what Hiccup said. Uh, he's alive. Oh, then said, well, not all of him. Yeah. Something like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then Hiccup said to Toothless, oh, Toothless like, I don't think, it, maybe it was in that movie, in the first movie or in the second movie. And he says, or I think it's the second movie, like, you couldn't save all of me, could you, buddy? Huh? You had to get even, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it kind of evens out. Yeah, and yeah, but yeah. but hiccup and his his leg as well. Yeah, that that whole kind of spring loaded to mm. mimic his what foot his 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 stride. Dude, dude, the, the dude is a good mechanic, man. He's an amazing artificer, man. He is, but that's by training. That's not even exactly. his real talent. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, which is his real talent. Is I mean, he's lead. still talented. Anyway, but his real talent is the lead, honestly. Yeah, to lead. Yeah, because if you really think about it, like Burke would have been destroyed long ago. Yeah, he is actually him. not only a that no, he's not just a good leader that maintain like administration or even like uh his father. Mm-hmm. He is the kind of leader that's like you know like Steve Jobs that is visionary, yeah. bringing things to the next level. You yeah. know that kind of thing. And on the other, on the flip side, also. He's also a servant leader. He he he, is. he he'll do. I mean, Stoic was as well. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. But I guess it's just the Burkean way of leadership. Yeah. Maybe yeah. makes sense because it's always been like that. Actually, yeah, exactly. Which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, another literary kind of symmetry moment that I loved was the beginning. This is Burke. Oh, and the yeah. Ending. This is Burke. Right. That's one thing that I love. Uh, oh, I had another one, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> It was in the first movie as well, but I forgot it. I think I'll, I'll wait for it to come around. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, I love the fact that they started and begin, started and begin, started and ended the movie with the same, essentially the same speech. Yes, that's a fantastic. That is proper, like, yeah. literary symmetry and just character progression. Yeah. While other villagers have pets, like, I don't know, it's, it's snows, it snows nine months of the year and yeah. hails the other tree. But something else on but on the upside, while other villagers have pets like ponies and yeah. and parrots, we have dragons. Oh, dragons! Oh. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that so much, man. It's such a good movie. Amazing, right? What yeah. are some of your other favorite moments? While I try and think of more. Uh, yeah. Uh, you are thinking of the next episode. Oh, okay. No, I shall not go to attention. This <laughs> the episode proper. I am so sorry. I jump into the next episode of Potter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, I I think I mentioned this already earlier. I just love the whole parallel in terms of uh, story writing with relationships, right? which I mentioned earlier, like the different types of relationship being portrayed in the second movie, especially. Because really the second, that's the whole crux of the second movie. Yep. Different types of relationship, breaking down of relationship, and then coming together a relationship and a different form of uh, unhealthy relationship as well. Yeah. And you said it perfectly at the moment all the other dragons bow to Toothless. Yeah. It's not because of our fear. It's because Toothless helped free them. Exactly. And, and show them there's a way. There is and, a way yeah. to... to it's, you don't always have to live by fear. And then yeah. when Toothless turns around to them and say, my friends, you bow to no one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. But how amazing would that have been? The, about the four dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Stormfly, uh, Meatlug, <laughs> Barf and Belch, and... Oh, I can't remember... I can't remember uh, Snotlout's... The Monstrous... Monstrous Nightmare. I can't remember his name. <laughs> My friends, you bow to no one. <laughs> yeah, man, that is hilarious. Well, okay, before while you're still thinking of the favorite Hook uh, Fang. Hook Fang. Hook oh, Fang. Thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, while you're still thinking of favorite moments, I think there are other something else that you've already mentioned, mm-hmm. which I really love about this movie. Actually it's because of this man called John Powell. Mm, yes. He is like what you said, his score for the first one opening scene is perfect seconds to second but everything yep. else also was amazing yeah I really love his way of putting music together yeah. with the brass instrument that is mm-hmm. always prevalent yeah and then when he throw in the bagpipes because mm. I mean he's English and then he's throwing the, all the Scottish because it's about, about Vikings and stuff right oh so actually the, the, Sc- the bagpipes thing right it's supposed to be if you listen to the uh, opening sequence again right every single one of them when you go, go in on Burke with the teenagers uh, on Astrid on Stoic on Hiccup all of them have horns yeah very British very English sounding yeah. when you see the dragons that's when you see the back when you hear the bagpipes and in the end you hear the, the dragon's theme again it's in horns because because oh, they have become part of wow. their culture and every single thing that is outside of their culture is played with bagpipes because if you really think about it you're English Scotland is outside wow I did not yeah. see that that That's was really cool. amazing I love that John Powell was brilliant man he's brilliant you know he's he's really such a He's like the, really he's the musician for DreamWorks, man. Yeah. He's all like in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. All, a lot of the DreamWorks uh franchises. Yeah, yeah. it's mostly him. Yeah, Muslim. But do you know that he's actually involved in a Disney show as well? Mm, I can't remember what like it off is the top of my head, no. Encanto. He is oh, the yeah. score. That's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah consultant. Yeah. He's a yeah, advisor, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Which yeah. is damn awesome, right? Which like, makes so much sense. Yeah, because I mean, it's so amazing to think that Lin Manuel Miranda actually talked to John Powell and like, of course, you know, like, hey, can you consult? I I need your consult. I need to consult you for the score. Of course, genius recognizes genius. Of course, yeah. and with that fun fact, I also have a fun fact for you. The author of the books How to Train Your Dragon, the whole series, uh-huh. her name is Christopher Cowell, right? Yeah. Do you know who is her husband? Simon Cowell. Yes. 
For real? Yeah. Oh shit. But not the Simon Cowell you're thinking oh, of. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really Simon Cowell? He is a Simon Cowell. I think he's like a CEO of some some infrastructure thing or something like that. But he is not the Simon Cowell from American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you almost got me there, man. <laughs> I, I, I was only speaking truth. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Just a fun fact. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, John Powell, man. Oh, uh, uh, brilliant. I. You know, he's one. You know that 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 in the second movie in in How to Train Your Dragon, do there is this like one of I think it's the close to the opening title sequence that there is a song like the. That song is so good, man. It's just so uplifting. Yeah. And, and then you also have Flying with Mother from oh, the second movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the both of them like flying. So, oh, it wrinkles my brain. Yeah. For me, the one that is so awesome is always the. Yeah, that's always paired with the. That's just. Oh. Yeah, like Test Drive, all this, I think, have this theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Test drive is that theme. Yeah, uh, it's also the dragon's theme in the beginning yes. with the bagpipes. That yep. yeah, yeah. I love that bagpipes. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I also loved in the second movie. One of my other favorite moments was the race. Mm, oh, yes, the race was with the awesome. black sheep. Yeah. Yep. That's my future daughter-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that race reminds me of uh, Pokemon uh, Unite right now. It does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. I re- yeah. To be very honest, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I I think his scores is one of the few scores that I actually re-listen so many times mm. among all the movies. Because I listen to a lot of this uh, movie orchestral a lot. Yeah, yeah. John Powell's work is one of the most times that I've listened to mm. again and again and again because I just love it so much. Yeah. Together, maybe at the same level John as Williams. Pokemon. Oh, oh. Pokemon, really? Pokemon music. Wow, yeah. I thought you would have said John Williams or something. John Williams, yes, but John Williams, is, I'll, I'll have my moment. This is like any time I just feel like listening mm, to music. I can okay. just look at the album and just listen. For me, I can listen to any time some composers, which is John Powell, for sure. Mm. Um, Michael, Michael Giacchino, 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 which is my yeah. favorite of all yeah, time. Yeah. Alan Silvestri has really good yes. scores as well. John Williams, yep. I can do that. Uh, Pokemon as well. Yeah. I mean, I practically do that all the time already anyway. Yeah. Because whenever I play it, I'm listening to it. Right, so I'll, that's what I'll be doing all weekend this weekend. Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, no, this would have been last weekend. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, that's true. Came out. How was it, guys? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, the recording schedule has been really crazy. That I, like I told you, I really don't know like my ass for my t- my my teeth now. Right now, I have no idea what's yes. happening because <laughs> we'll talk about it on more. This is a tension that's going off too far. We'll talk about it on more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly speaking, this movie is so freaking amazing. Even the TV series. Yeah. They had, like, the TV series has given me so much inspiration for character work. Oh, yes, that's true. Because yeah. they bring in so many amazing characters. Yeah. The movies as well have really good characters. For example, oh, another point that I want to talk about earlier. Like, remember how I said it's always about going against the grain and changing perspectives? In the second movie, you have Eric. Oh, yes. And his perspective changed. Yes. He became a full-fledged dragon rider. Yeah, And he yeah. took over the rumble horn that Stoic had. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Because he is he is also deserving to be a leader, to be very honest. Yes. And, of course, he's voiced by Kit Harrington. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Eret is one of the coolest characters by far, but definitely not my favorite character. But I, I like, but, but just a uh, tangent, or in, re- in relation to Eret, mm-hmm. 
I, I love the relationship between Arid and Rafnat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest shit ever. She's, she's ridiculously she's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets funnier and funnier over the... Yeah. In fact, the third movie I remember, she was released by Grims... What's his name? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grim, Grimsley? Grimald Grimsley, Grimsley, Grimsley yeah. Because she's too annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that. I love that so much. I love much. that. She is amazing. Kristen Wiig played her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she is so funny. I love Kristen Wiig. Yeah. And even in the series as well, she's just... Like, it wasn't voiced by Kristen Wiig, but the character of Rough Night, just amazing. It's just the most annoying shit ever. Yeah. The brother <laughs> as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Tough night as well. <laughs> and they just yeah, help each other. Oh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I jumped to this portion. We I think I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> well, speaking of the bowing, that reference that you made, mm-hmm. Galadriel was in this movie. Among the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. She, she's... Kate Blanchett is yeah, talker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on that, on that same note, there was also what's his name, um, Gerard Butler. A uh, Gerard Butler, yeah, three hundred, three hundred, yeah. yeah, precisely. So there are a lot of real, yeah. So maybe we can go into the 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 voice Us. actors, yeah, as sure. Well. I mean, of course, there's Jay Baruchel who played Hiccup. Mm-hmm. There is America Ferrera who played Astrid. Yep. There we have already mentioned Kate Blanchett and Gerard Butler. Butler. Craig Ferguson plays Craig. Gobber. Oh, he's, he's such amazing. good though as as Gobber. Is, yeah, I I think he he's very a na- he's a natural Scotsman. He he is a Scotsman. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. he plays that very naturally. I love it, man. Just a loud, ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. annoying. Yeah, he's so cool. I love I love I love Gobber, man. Oh, he's yeah, so funny. Yeah, uh, you have Christopher Mintz Plass. Yeah, who plays Fish Legs. Mm-hmm. There is Jonah Hill who plays oh, yeah. Snot Loud. Snot Loud, yeah. He's still good at being annoying, yeah? Yeah. Um, there was originally TJ Miller and Kristen Wiig who plays Rough Nut and Tough Nut. Mm-hmm. Tough Nut and Rough Nut, respectively. Yeah. 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 Uh, TJ Miller, of course, was replaced in the third movie by the voice actor who plays Tough Nut in the animated series. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Because of some real-life drama. Okay. So he was replaced by... Justin Ruppel? Ruppel? Mm. Oh, I yes. Think. Justin, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. Then there was... Um, who else did I miss out? David Tennant. David Tennant, yes. Spittleout <laughs> and um, another guy, yes. Uh, Snotlout's father is... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the main, uh, re- the main bad guy for the third movie, what's his name again? Uh, uh, F. Murray. F. Murray, yeah. He's yeah. a... F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. Yeah, played by... Uh, sorry. Grimmel the Grimsley. Yes, Grimmel the Played Grimley. by F. Murray Abraham. Oh, we forgot uh, Drago, who was played by Digimon Hunso. Digimon Hunso? Yeah, no, I know. I, 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 I always butcher his name. I think his name is Gmon Hunso. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> but it's spelled with a silent D. So he's Digimon. So he's Digimon to me. Every time I see him How anywhere, cool he's Digimon. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, every time I see him anywhere, I see his name pop up. I'm like, oh shit! I didn't know there were Digimon in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those dragons are Digimon. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also Kit Harrington, oh, which yes. we've mentioned, we mentioned, who plays yeah. Eret. There is. I think that's about it, right? Yeah. I mean, those are the bigger stars, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's about yeah. it. Pretty amazing cast, amazing voice acting. Yeah. Oh. There's another character. He has a very small role, but James Sai is in this. 
Do you know who James Sai is? You've definitely heard his voice uh, before. He has this. He also has another small character in a animated series, and it has one of the most iconic lines ever. My cabbages! Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> He's in this movie as well. Oh okay, I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah, I don't that. know if I mentioned this during the Avatar episode. Go check that out, by the way. He will be reprising his role as Cabbage Merchant in the Avatar live action series. Oh yes, you did. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. So that's really exciting as well. But yeah, essentially, that's the cast. Yeah, amazing cast. Yeah. So this franchise, we already talked about animated series, uh, which is amazing. I didn't finish it, uh, sadly. But there's so many inspiration in terms of like, Mm-mm. I think you gain a lot of inspiration right for like your D&D games. And, yeah. Remember uh, the Dragons 3-shot yeah. that I wrote? It was yeah, entirely because I was binge watching Race to the Edge. I know because you were telling me <laughs> and I was watching it along with you just that yeah. I couldn't finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved it. Man. I love the items from there as well. Like mm. the little maps yes. that yeah, they're in collecting. The, in, the, in the kaleidoscope. Yeah. Yeah, that's that amazing. I love the characters and the different species of dragons as well yeah. that you got to meet in the series that you didn't really get to meet in the movies. Yeah. Because they they you get to delve deeper into the different classifications of dragons as well. Yes. And each classification has its own different kinds of dragons and it's just brilliant. Yeah, and I there's love li- that. All, all of them have different stories. Like you get to know when Sno- uh sorry, Stoic got his dragon. Yeah. Uh I remember that was really cool. Yeah, the Rumble Horn. Yeah. yeah. And also I think there are there are times where there are really cool dragons out there. Like, oh, I can't yeah, remember the, amazing. What's the main bad guy's name? I love that guy, but... Dagger. Dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love him, man. Yeah. He has this metallic dragon that is damn cool. Uh, It was... No, he wasn't... He didn't, he didn't have the metallic dragon. His oh. sister, Heather, had the oh, metallic Heather, dragon. Right. That's a thorn whip. Thorn whip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, from the sharp class. It can fire projectiles like Stormfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the version of like Stormfly, right? Uh, it's kind of like that, but it's yeah. more longer and faster and it's covered with metal and like, it's really cool. I love, I love Thorn Whip and his dragon was a triple strike. Oh. I don't know if you watched that one. It couldn't, re- I don't think it's a flying dragon, but it, it's very difficult to beat because it has like three, uh, a tail that's split into three points and it strikes three times and every time it hits, it goes like a... Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Because that reminds and me of a raptor, I remember. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. And he was the one who managed to tame that triple strike. Mm. Because it was left untamed because nobody could actually match his match the triple strike's mannerisms, which is yeah. what you needed to do to train a dragon. Yeah. And eventually Dagger managed to train a triple strike. Which I mean, is insane. You need an insane guy to <laughs> Precisely, precisely. That's what like that's what I, I mean. Like it's so good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a very interesting conversation, which we'll be having in our more episode. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will be going really to like just talking about the different types of dragons and what kind of dragons you would like. Yeah. And yeah. And I think we'll really go into that. And on top of it, I think when it comes to exploring dragon, I had a lot of fun playing the mobile game and just collecting dragons. Oh, you played it? Yeah. Rise of Bird? Yeah, Rise of Bird. Oh, I didn't know you played it. Yeah, of course, man. I was, I'm a big fan of this franchise. That's why. Oh my! I really didn't know you played it. I played it for a really long time. Yeah, man. me too. Like a really, really long time, and I, I, I just I spent so much time on it that I had to stop. Yeah, same. I, I think I spent I, I played it for a good maybe three to four years continuously. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, just for the fun of it, because I, I think since in the uni days, I started playing it. That's 2014, I think. Yeah. And I only stopped in 2018, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, but I stopped in the middle because I changed to iPhone. And that game right. was in Android. Yeah, 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 that's right. Now, I remember I restarted again when I got my OnePlus. 
Ah, okay. Yeah. I remember playing it. When did I play it? Oh, I can't really remember, man. I think it's available on iOS now. No, it's always available. Just that I didn't play it because my save file is in right. Okay, in okay, Google okay, Play. Okay. <laughs> so. Right. I can't remember when I first played it, but I played it for a really, really absurdly long time. Right. So, one last question. Who is your favorite character? It's a very difficult question. It's a very, very difficult question. Are you limiting me to humans only? Let's have both humans and dragons. So one of each. Yeah, one of each. They're, they're a little bit better here. Okay. Um, My favorite character... Dagger. Well, actually, <laughs> yes. He would, be, he would be up there, definitely. But I really think my favorite character might be either Dagger, Stoic, or Gobber. Oh, yeah. Maybe Valka. Oh, yeah. But I think I have to give it to Stoic. Right. Just Very, because of yeah. how everything happened and you see how he what kind of a person Stoic actually is. Mm. Yeah, he loves his son till his death. Yeah. And when the family was finally reunited, it's very unfortunate that he passed away. But yeah, amazing, amazing character. I think Stoic's my favorite for humans. What about you? Mine's the most boring answer ever. Hiccup. Hiccup. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But if you put Hiccup aside, because I mean the story is really revolves around Hiccup and his relationship with Toothless, right? I mean that's why it's so engaging and yeah. so meaningful. Other than that, Stoic is up there definitely for me. Yeah. Uh, Stoic's relationship with Gobber, Stoic's relationship with Valka, it's amazing. His and relationship with Astrid as well. Yeah, it's really that's cool. my daughter-in-law. Yeah, now future daughter-in-law. Yeah. And then even late, even in the earlier on, his the villagers love him. Mm. Yeah. So, dude, the opening sequence, he throws a freaking cart at a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> like, how badass is that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. poor dragon. <laughs> like, yeah, how badass it's is circumstances. that? Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know. What's it called? Collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Stoic is up there as well for me. Yeah. I have to. Have to it's, he's just an amazing character. Yeah. What about dragons? Dragons. Oh... Oh man, I forgot about that. Um, there's so many, right? There's so amazing characters of. Yeah, my so favorite many... dragon is Volker's Bewilderbeast. Oh, that's because true. it that's... forged a whole horde of his own, like a whole dragon colony of its own, and it just wanted to live in peace. And it's just there chilling with all the little dragon babies climbing on top of oh yeah, yeah. Just, oh, that's so cute. don't give a yeah, shit man it's yeah, okay yeah, yeah. He, he's okay with it and it's first encounter of hiccup as well you see how much of a presence the bewildered beast had that that toothless couldn't even look at the bewildered beast and immediately you can see hiccup could almost reach it and he re- touched out to the bewildered beast and the bewildered beast just <sighs> frost on everything so cool i love the bewildered beast yeah yeah, yeah. king of the dragons man yeah, that's the that's the awesome part of the build of the race. Like naturally they are an alpha. They are a natural alpha. They're natural born alphas, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a build of the race that I know I'm the alpha, I'm just, you know. I know yeah, these exactly. these people are these are not a threat to me. Yeah. They're just precisely. playing with me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of my granddad because a lot of there were a lot of stories about how my granddad was one of the fiercest people ever alive to have ever lived. Um, from like my parents and everything. And 
there were horror stories of when, you know, right after the war, he went to work, he was a fishmonger, he went to work in a bank, and he would argue with all the white people and, like, never, never took, never stood, like, never, never allowed people to walk over him, even though they were white people. Plus, he was big and he was badass back then. He was an actual gangster, so <laughs> he wasn't afraid of them. But when his grandkids came around, we were like, he will always be very, like, one prim and proper and combing his hair. We, we grandkids were, like, messing up his hair, pulling apart his shirts and everything, playing with him, and he would just be happy. It reminds me of my granddad, I guess. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite dragon, I think I will... Yeah, I think will be... Toothless. <laughs> toothless. No, uh, I mean, yes. You can't not like Toothless. Again, no, 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 of course. Yeah, of right. Of course. But I think there's interesting stories among the other dragons as well. Oh, yeah. Stormfly is Stormfly. so loyal. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know why... What keeps coming to my head is is the little dragons, the the small uh, small one from the first movie. The, the baby tiny, dragons the baby, around the, 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 the village just, sage. Yeah, they're just trying to steal food <laughs> yeah. and then try to pick a fight with Toothless. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after uh, Hiccup decided to feed it, uh, the extra fish it just curled around dra- yeah. Hiccup I, I love Astrid. that it curled into Astrid no the, it's not even baby dragon it's the it, I, no it's, it's a baby a tiny, tiny it's a tiny baby dragon that was a tiny baby dragon the one the one in, they said oh this dragon is so fearsome and then the gate is a small one. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a tiny baby dragon that, right. the one where Toothless didn't want to share the food and blasted it and started yeah. laughing right yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a tiny baby dragon. Yeah, that, that was actually wasn't there. It was just uh hiccup and yeah. toothless, and then he scrolled up beside hiccup because and gave him food. Yeah, yeah, and then, and that was so cute, and I don't know, I just love that moment. Yeah, that, that was a really cute dragon. dragon. Is that like your favorite that, dragon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I want to keep one of those. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can just pick it up. Yeah, you know, when it's that's like very not true. Behaving, I can just pick it up. That would be a cause for concern always for me when it comes to Pokemon in real life. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to. I would love a Snorlax, but I wouldn't. I don't have the income to capable to feed the Snorlax. <laughs> yeah. You know, same thing for these dragons. I don't think I'll be able to upkeep the dragons that I would want, well, like a bewildered beast. <laughs> oh shit! Cool. I mean, thankfully they probably hunt for their own. Yeah, so, so that's, that's that's better than Snorlax. That's true. Yeah. So I just sleeps and waits for you to feed it. Yeah. Freaking turd. <laughs> So what about you guys? This has been a wonderful time speaking about so many aspects of this show. And you may agree with some of what we said or we may not. you may not. But what we want is just let us know, right? Have a discussion about this wonderful show that we both love and maybe give us a new perspective of it. Or maybe we probably missed out some of the amazing little storyline that, you know, that is there. But we just, uh, yeah, just missed it in our kind of we kind of went into analysis today, right? A little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure there are a lot more moments that I can't exactly, think of. Exactly, yeah. I'm not off the top of my head anyway. And also, like I said, I didn't manage to watch the three movies. That's I true. usually I also did. bulk up a lot more for our episode <laughs> recordings, but we have very little time. We'll talk about that or more if you're interested. But <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. So I, I didn't have time to bulk up on it. So a lot of the memories are just very long ago. Because I wanted to watch this. I want to watch How to Train Your Dragon at the beginning of the year. And then I was I thought to myself, why not just have an episode of How to Train Your Dragon? So I put it off until the episode, and then, lo and behold, when the time came, I couldn't. I didn't have the time to watch How to Train Your Dragon. Things happen. Yeah, I should have just watched it back then. <laughs> but yeah, let us know. Speak with us uh, on Twitter or Instagram at the Podity. That is T H E P O D D I T Y, and again T H E P O D D I T Y. And coming this Thursday on Podity More. Well, well, is it the 
Thursday for no. not Thursday. We have a, a very very exciting announcement. Ah uh, yeah, <laughs> regarding That's that. True. Yeah. So like I've mentioned many times in this episode, stay tuned to probably more for the like discussion of why our week is so hectic and our recording schedule is so hectic. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, if you want to listen to that conversation plus more conversations about dragons and how to train your dragon in specific, tune in tomorrow. For Ooh, our new, right. for yeah. a brand new episode of Pony More, <laughs> about how to train your dragon. <laughs> oh yeah, completely forgot about that. And also, stay tuned for next week. Oh no, not even next week. Well, on the Thursday regarding that as well. So <laughs> <laughs> on the Thursday, for you will find out tomorrow about uh, why our recording schedule is so much. <laughs> but because of that. Join us next. Join us this, this coming Thursday. Thursday, yeah. This coming Thursday for a brand new episode of the Podity, and it is we will be discussing love actually. Yeah, and why is that this week? It is officially Christmas season, guys. It is on. Let's let's. Well, I almost said let's get it on, which is so wrong. No, it's Christmas. <laughs> get your Christmas on. Get your jingle bells on. Yes. Yeah. Deck your <laughs> halls, man. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, thank you once again for listening. I'm Stephen. I'm Nate. Bye. We'll catch you tomorrow. Oh yeah. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye.